Father, on this weekend, we not only celebrate, but we consecrate your heart. The God who said, I will gather all the nations. In what seemed like for humanity an improbable dream, you launched a movement that was multiracial, multiethnic, multicultural, and radically inclusive. A Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female were, were one. And our world has never been the same. And yet we do serve a kingdom that is both here and not yet here fully. And we want to be a part of making this kingdom here fully until you come back and finish and consummate history and your plan. made. Every person here today, if nothing else we do, pray to you, God, give me your heart. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to do it because it's some fad in culture. It is your heart. Just as those of us who are parents and grandparents know, we love to see our children together playing. You love to see your children together and living and loving as one of your great servants once said, give me a hundred people who fear nothing but God, hate nothing but sin, and know nothing but Jesus and Him crucified and resurrected, and I will change the world. You are found when we do that. And may now, as you've given us this commission to be light in Dayton, may we go this week, and in every corner we find ourselves where there may be darkness, we are light. And uh, we thank you for letting us be a part of this. We thank you for our team leading us through that moment of power, of prayer together, really, through the medium of music. And every one of your children, in Christ's name, his character said, amen. Let's thank the team for leading us through that incredible moment here. Go ahead and have a seat, everyone. Thank you, guys. Uh, for those of you who have not been with us the last few weeks, we launched a vision, a compelling vision, as Eric said earlier, for us to be a decentralized, without walls church, multiple communities in our city uh, of cities, and uh, it's called City Lights. If today you have questions, we would love for you to go to the City Lights set up out there in the atrium, but also I want you to do this today. I want you to practice this, because people ask me, when's City Lights starting? It already has. As Eric said, you can start praying for it, for your city right now, for your community. But also, go to the City Lights area out in the atrium and just introduce yourself to someone you don't know. If you have a question, ask the team of us who will be out there and just ask a question. If you want to sign up for some stuff, because we know we need prayer. People who say, I'm going to be a part of the prayer movement in each community. Some of you who are, are journalists by nature, either by hobby or by trade, who you know how to collect a story, because a lot of the fuel for this is going to be the infinite amount of stories that come you cannot believe the people you're sitting around in their lives. It's an amazing place in that regard of the power of Christ's redemption in people's lives. And then we need those of you who are event coordinators. Remember when we did the Enneagram? Those of you who are sevens are just parties waiting to happen. We need you sevens to really step up in each of our cities to be coordinators. So if you have questions... If you could go to the table and say to the team, this is what I'm excited about. Just go to the table and share that because it's good for our team to hear. I got a, 
I got a text message from a dear sister of mine who was a part of our church early on, and she now lives in uh, North Carolina, Christy Smith. And, and Christy sent me a text this week about City Lights because she watches us online. She's probably watching now. Hey, Christy. And it was exactly what I needed to hear because this is the boldest thing we've ever tried as a church. And I, I, I told Sherry, I showed Sherry the text. This is exactly what I needed to hear. And uh, we want you to be a part of, of being a light in your city. Right now, we're going to collect our generosity. And I mentioned this last week, but I, wanted, I want you to say this. Sherry, our first, Sherry and I are first up on this. If God has blessed you now, if you are financially where you know what, we can start appropriating funds. We need all of you who can to increase your generosity to your church by about 15%. So that means if you gave $1,000 a month, let's say, if that's what you're doing right now, then you would, by upping that 15%, you would give $1,150 a month in your generosity. We need to fund this, and we're, we, uh, we just have some, some positions we need to fill and, and, and such, and some mechanisms we need to put in place, the, the uh, app, not the least of which. And so if you can do that, just pray about it. would love for you to be a part of saying, yep, I'm in. I'm going to help fund this whole initiative because it's so needed in our city. Today starts a series that is both two months long and nine months long. The nine-month part is we're going to be in 1 Corinthians, the New Testament letter of 1 Corinthians, till the end of September. It'll be broken up into multiple topics because 1 Corinthians deals with so many topics. It's, it, it deals with celebrity worship, and it deals with sex and marriage and uh, what it means to be a church. It deals with, with what's going to happen after we die. It, I mean, it just so many relevant topics in 1 Corinthians, and we're going to break that up. But for the next few months, we're going to be in the initial part of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to learn how to be radical, how to be a culture-changing person and group of people how to be radical without being weird. Have you ever known someone you go, man, I love your faith in Jesus, but do you have to be so weird about it? You ever known someone like that? You know, I, I don't mind that you're born again, but did you have to come back so weird, right, when you were born again? And, and so we want to learn how to be yourself and yet be like light is a radical influence on its surroundings every time, every time. And we're going to delve into that in this letter. So I want you to read with me. I'm going to read out loud through the Message Bible, the opening 10 verses of 1 Corinthians. And uh, we'll read this in a translation of the message. It's pretty easy to understand. And I want you to notice something here. This letter was written to address some major problems in this church. We wouldn't have this letter. Every time you read a New Testament letter, you're reading one side of, or one end of a phone conversation. And Paul is sharing. We can pretty much know what's going on on the other end of the line because he's sharing. Here are some problems we need to deal with. Corinth, amazingly, one historical commentator said, Corinth, you want me to describe it? Combine Los Angeles, New York, and Las Vegas, and you have Corinth. Very prosperous, very morally bankrupt. Many of them worshipped idols. Before they came to Christ, they worshipped idols, and their worship included pedophilia and prostitution. People always wonder, why do people go after idols so much? It's because of what it included. And so you literally have people who are coming out of perversion to Christ. And he writes this letter, but I want you to notice this. He doesn't just deal with answers. In the first nine verses, you're going to read the name Jesus eight times, or Christ. 
Because no matter what the issue is, what your question is, we believe this. Christ is your answer. His way is your answer. And just read this with me, gang. I, Paul, have been called and sent by Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, according to God's plan, along with my friend Sosthenes, and I send this letter to you in God's church at Corinth. Believers cleaned up by Jesus. And once you know you're cleaned up, what's next? Set apart for a God-filled life. That word there is hagios. Set, up, set apart means hagios. It means holy. If you have a suit or a dress or clothes that you wear just for a wedding, just for a funeral, just for a banquet, those clothes are holy in that they're set apart. And once you realize you've been cleaned up by Christ, you are now set apart for His purposes. You're like that suit that has a special use. I include in my greeting all who call out to Jesus wherever they live. He's their master as well as ours. And may all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours every time I think of you. And I think of you often. I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus. This ultimately is what Jesus provided. He is our intercessor. We don't deserve to have a relationship with a perfect heavenly father. Jesus provides that. He is our high priest. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. These, these former pagans of pagans have come to Christ. The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All the gifts of God are yours. Right in front of you, as you wait expectantly for our master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure. Never, never, never forget this, gang. You didn't start your walk with God. He did. That's a really important deal. You did not initiate your relationship with God. He called you first. And he shares us, with us, the life of his son and our master Jesus. Would you say this next sentence with me, Southbrook? He will never give up on you. Say it again. He will never give up on you. And for that person here today who thinks that your brokenness is so bad, you feel like a Corinthian. Paul said this to you. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. I have a serious concern, though, to bring up with you, my friends, using the authority of Jesus, our master. I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. You must learn to be considerate of one another. Look at these words, how our culture needs this to be modeled by us. Cultivating a life in common. Cultivating a life in common. Building upon your commonalities, not your differences. Does our culture need this? This is so important. We're going to spend next weekend on this as well. How do you build a life in a divisive culture that is so polarized? One of the interesting things about this passage that you'll see all throughout Scripture that is also all throughout 1 Corinthians is the one word that is the thread that weaves its way all throughout what we just read is the word security. You have everything you need. And all racism, all bigotry, all division emanates from insecurity. It emanates from fear. And there's no fear that can stand up to the love of God. 
And we want to be a people who really believe that all of God's gifts are available to us. We have everything we need, and now we're free to live a life of love because we don't have anything to prove to the world. We're free to live and love, and when we do that, barriers come falling down, don't they? It's security, security, security. You're going to see that. And the person we have to deliver this message is a person who is a dear, dear brother of mine. Many of you know him because he is a friend of Southbrook. He has served us. He serves us in ways behind the scenes that uh, you have not seen. He was a Marine during the Vietnam conflict. He was a firefighter in the city of Dayton for 25 years, and he is a pastor. Okay, I don't know about you, but I I have this fear that I'm going to be standing behind him in the judgment line, and I'm going to hear God say to him, Arthur, you could have done more. You know, I just, I fear that, because this guy has just done it all. And um, his relationship with me is so significant in my life. If all you get to see today is a pattern of the life in common, then today will have been worth it, as you get to see Arthur and I in our conversation last night. Now, he's serving his own church, Joshua Christian Ministries, today, so he could not be here So for the remainder of this time, I want you to see the conversation we had last night and just watch two brothers and our life in common and how important it is for us to prioritize that life and that friendship. And it is the pathway, I do believe, to reconciliation among the races in our divided culture. And so here is last night's conversation. It will conclude with a prayer, and when that's over, we're done. And uh, you'll be able to leave before you take your participation in communion. And uh, watch now as we get to see Arthur L. McGuire Sr. last night. I want you to just see a relationship I have with one of my brothers. And I want you to hear us talk as if we were at one of our coffees that we have. As we talk theology with a little bit of Buckeyes and Browns mixed in every once in a while. And uh, I love him dearly. We have the ultimate respect and affection for him. He is the pastor at Joshua Christian Ministries in Kettering. If you ever get a Sunday where you just say, hey, you'd love to go over, I'd love for you to go over and just say, hey, I'm from Southbrook. I wanted to come be with you guys today and bless you because uh, Arthur won't be with us tomorrow. He'll be sharing with his church tomorrow morning as we show the recorded version of this. But he is uh, a Marine. He was 25 years a firefighter in the Dayton Fire Department. And for 20 years, he has been a pastor. And uh, man, I esteem highly. Would you, Southbrook, give an audacious welcome to Arthur L. McGuire, Sr. Come on up, bud. So I just, Marine, firefighter, pastor, you're a glutton for punishment. You just can't get enough struggle and adventure and uh, adversity in your life, can you? What, of the three, which has been the hardest? Uh, being a Buckeye. Being a, Buckeye. <laughs> being a Brown hasn't yeah. been harder than that. Yeah. So we are brothers of a different mother. We, uh, Brown, you're the only person Brown, I Brown's know. Brown's a Buckeye. Yeah, we who, a tough yeah you, are, you are as passionate about those two as I am, if that's possible. So we, yeah. we share a lot in common. And we're going to talk a little bit about our relationship. But as first, on this, on this important weekend, 
uh, which do we have? We have uh, some folks from Joshua Christian Ministries here tonight. Donald, I know you're here, uh, and we want to just welcome them. Uh, Arthur. Elder Minus, just stand up. Amen. Yeah, Donald, what, would you stand up? Just want to Amen. give you a welcome, buddy. Um, your reaction to that video? Your reaction? I know you're very well versed. We both um, are well versed in that letter from I, the Birmingham jail. One, I think God for Judge Parker. I think he did a very great job, and your staff did phenomenal with the video. Mm -hmm. But in that uh, letter, we have to remember why Martin Luther King was in jail. He was in Birmingham, Alabama, and they had already released dogs and cut the hoses on him. Mm -hmm. And what he was about was to bring uh, focus on the racial turmoil that America was experiencing. And uh, they put him in jail. And when they placed him in jail is when he wrote the letter. And one of the things about it, he also made a very powerful statement. He said, when, when, when the laws of the land supersedes the laws of God, I'm going to stand with the laws of God. Yeah. And if I have to be in jail for doing what is ethically right, morally right, and biblically right, in allowing a nation to see the high treason that is committed yeah. with uh, slavery, then let me stay in jail. Yeah. And it was from that out of, he, you know, with him, Martin did not retaliate, retaliate, but he allowed love That's to right. uncover the sins of America. Right, he followed the pattern yeah. Yeah. of Christ. He followed the pattern of Gandhi, too, was one right. of his uh, leaders in terms of uh, peaceful demonstration. Right. Uh, interesting that April 16, 1963 is when those pieces of that letter s were snuck out. They, right. they, they, they had to... Um, covertly get them out of the jail and and uh, they still resonate today i know as a as a leader the most piercing part of that letter to me is where he states that the the greatest threat to equality is the white moderate who feels more passionate about security than justice right and i as a, as a you know my family is is all over the place racially but I'm perceived as a white man, and that to me is very piercing and why this weekend is very critical. Uh, as Christ followers, we're going to show you and I why that cannot be. Um, one of the things, when you started Joshua Christian Ministries a number of years ago, how many years has it been now? Art? 20. 20 years. Mm -hmm. you, you had three, three mandates. Would Probably you share with us? Yeah. One was racial reconciliation. Two was biblical education and three was prosperity manifestation and automatically when they hear a preacher say prosperity you some of you might be thinking money but money is not all of it it's a part of it but prosperity means having good success good success in my marriage good success in my home mm -hmm. good success in my oh, mind yeah. my body and my spirit as well as having good success in my profession. That's biblical prosperity. Well, and I think you, you know, you started this, Leading from God, so you started this ministry. If you've never seen it, it's on Bigger Road, their ministry location on Bigger Road, on the Centerville-Kettering line. And I think part of it, if I may say, part of that purpose was 
I, I do believe this, and I, I don't mean to sound more important than I am, but our relationship True. has been so key that started. And uh, I want to give the church a little bit of insight into that tonight. Uh, you have been used by the Lord to speak into my life so many times. And I recently was able to do that with you as you were going through a trial. But let's speak into this value that we really are literally, we're showing the pattern with our relationship. Open up for us Galatians chapter 3, okay? I want you to speak to our church in, in out of Galatians 3. I know it's a passage that both of us, we are passionate about. It is one of the bases for which the church became radically multicultural, multi-ethnic. So listen closely as we don't have this on the screen. Art's going to read from, from his uh, copy of the scriptures. And, and watch this. I just see my mother out there. Oh. And my, really? And my All right. Amen. Oh, my, amen. Hey, look here. Southbrook, right. my mother, 94 years old. All right, Mrs. McGuire. God bless you. She got some pickup and a get up. <laughs> she got some glide and a Holy Ghost right. stride. <laughs> Thank you. Good to have you with us. And that's actually the yeah, cider, right? Yeah, and I just want to tell you, she's also a shot. She's a shot caller. <laughs> when I'm in the church, I'm pastor. But when I get in the, come out the building, and my feet touches the sidewalk and the asphalt and parking lot, she said, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. That's right. You're always the little kid, aren't you? You're well, always the little kid. What can I say? Well, mama's in the house. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. And, and, I'm and, so and, glad and, that you saw yeah, your mom. Yeah. But, but guess what? You know, just the fact that me and you were like this, we brothers, man, this is what I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I do know, God, God has done this. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make a statement before I read this. The only way that this could have happened both of our lives had to have been radically transformed by the gospel because without being born again and the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because in Romans 5.1, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So the fact that we were born again, we got peace with God. Now I got to be at peace with you. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things you have, talk before you read that, speak into that because you have your th the three R's, right? So think right. about this with what our society is trying to do to create equality, to manifest justice. We have it backwards, you right. say. So lead us before you read from the scriptures on the three R's. Well, the first, the first R, and, and, and in our relationship, we had to develop a relationship. And the relationship was not about ministry, but it was about what we had in common. He likes the Buckeyes. I like the Buckeyes. Amen. <laughs> He's a Brown fan. I'm a Browns fan. Uh, he likes golf. I like golf. So we, we developed, God mm -hmm. graced our relationship to be cultivated and developed on what we had in common. Mm -hmm. We both love our families, our wives, and our children. And we want, it, want our children to be all that they can be. We want them not to realize that they are defeated, but they're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So we cultivated and, and, and allowed God's grace to develop our relationship even before we started talking about the Word of God. That's right. So from that relationship that was developed, then we begin to be restored. 
So restoration, restoration. is the number two. Relationship, restoration. restoration. And as we have been restored, now we enter into reconciliation. And reconciliation means that we've been racially reconciled one to another. So if it's, if it's, if it's from the bottom up, it can't happen mm -hmm. because everything has to develop out of a relationship. And for Charlie and I, it's not that we're trying. We've, we've never forced it. We've never tried to. We never caught up and said, well, hey, I think I want to be your friend. No, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But when God opened the door, showed his heart to me, my heart to him, automatically, I mean, we had it, we, we, we started rolling. Yeah. But it, it started with relationship, then restoration, then reconciliation, yeah. and then we were racially reconciled. Yeah. And, and, that's and you say, and I, I think this is a great insight, why our culture has it backwards. We're trying for reconciliation right. with hearts that have not been restored yet. Right, right. And one of the things, as many of you know, we, we look at relationship like a crossword puzzle. You can try all you want to fill in and complete the horizontal words, but if you don't complete the vertical words, that's right. you'll never complete the horizontal words. That's right, that's right. And so this is why our City Lights movement is to go across socioeconomic, racial, ethnic boundaries and be light, right? Because we have to show a restored soul to our world that allows us to be an agent to restore others, right? And right. then reconciliation will come. Right, and that's manifesting Christ. Yep. What we, and also, we, all of us have to realize, it's like, like you and I, the one common denominator is Christ. In other words... The blood that Jesus shed on Calvary has washed all of us and cleansed us from all bigotry, all racial attitudes, and now we have to learn through God's grace to walk in the power of love. Love is the essential and it's the key that makes everything else work. Yeah, that's right. And if we don't walk in it, we're really not manifesting Christ. Yeah. At the end of the day, one of the things that I, that, that I do know, uh, and I know that you've been overseas, you've been abroad, right? Mm -hmm. You got a passport? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, in your passport, it don't ask you what color you are. Mm -hmm. It just said the American. When we went, Charlotte and I went to Egypt, when we get to Egypt, they don't say uh, black American or white American. They say the Americans are here. Mm -hmm. Ain't that something? Mm -hmm. The passport doesn't separate us from color, it identifies us as Americans. That's right. So the blood of Christ now identifies us as his people, as his body. Now watch this. That's why yeah, read that in, to us, in Galatians, it says, verse 26, for you are all. At Southbrook, everybody say all. Oh. Come on, y'all got to shout say all. Oh. Oh. And you're going to get a flavor yeah. of JCM right here. Okay, for, let's, just, for, let's go for, for it. You Come on, are, keep, get us going. Uh, right? get for us going. you are all sons of God, how? Through faith in Christ Jesus. Everybody that, that can relate to that, raise your hand. <laughs> That's everybody. Well, it gets better. <laughs> for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, there is neither, watch this, Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, 
And the night we can sit there is neither black or white. For you are all. Everybody say all. Oh. Watch this. He says, for we are all one in Christ. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and as according to the covenants of promise. Mm. Yeah. See, 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 <laughs> see, we are in him. You, 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 you've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which he is. Well, let me ask y'all this. You know, the, who, who is our enemy? Satan. Come on, talk to me. Who? <laughs> who? Satan. Okay. Is, is murder an enemy? Yep. Huh? Is abuse an enemy? Yep. Is sickness and disease an enemy? Yep. Huh? Uh, is abortion an enemy? Yes. Well, look here. You just identified the enemies. So how can a black person be your enemy? Or how can a white person be my enemy? Paul says we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, and the wicked spirits in heavenly places. So when I realize that, and that's what you got to realize, now I realize that together, me and you are forced, bro. <laughs> mm, that's right, that's right, that's right. I, one, I put a thousand, two puts 10,000 of flight. That's right. So we got to find out, and that's one of the things about it that me and you know. We realize what we got in common. We got more in common than we do. Absolutely, and I think that's been one of the powerful uh, aspects of our relationship is uh, the more we've gotten to know each other, right. the more we realize what the basis for racial reconciliation in America is. It is Christ, and it is. We're no different, are we? No, we're no different. That's the thing. It's not about you know, uh, magnifying our differences. We're, at the end of the day, we are not different. And so in the last month or so, you've had a, a ministry setback, a, a, a dear family that you cared about greatly, that was with you from yeah. the beginning, yeah. and uh, decided to leave the ministry. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, we, we met over that because uh, for both of us, you could, you could be leading a million people and it would still hurt to lose someone you love. It just uh, This is a family to us. Right. It? It's right. a family. It really is that way. And then we were able to join in that. And every time we go through something like that, it just reminds me. I mean, the pain that I was seeing in your eyes, I know that pain. And, oh, by the way, it really helped me because here's this tough Marine firefighter who is, who is really hurting over losing right. someone he loves. Right. And uh, I'm a wuss. I, I, you know, I play basketball. That's all I've ever done with my life, really. And, and I just I want you to speak into that. Give, give them insight into, because you... you uh, you embody this so well, Art, of bringing light into every presence, every context you find yourselves, uh, yourself. Uh, speak into our relationship and how we've gotten to know each other. And that has just created even a deeper bond. Well, one is when we, when we come together now, we pray. Uh, we talk about real issues that our families are facing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like you were sharing some things with me about your family mm -hmm. and about Jordan mm -hmm. and what you were experiencing. Yeah. 
and I made every effort to keep you and Sherry encouraged in the word of God because yeah. I could feel your pain. Yeah. I mean, because even our daughter Ashley, some years ago, she was on the restless, uh, on the ties of life that was trying to draw her away, not only from us, but from seeking the face and the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And that was painful, especially when it's your, ch when it's your children. Mm -hmm. So when you share that with me, automatically we begin to pray. Yeah. And just like you feel my pain, I can feel your pain because we're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talk, we find out, man, if you're experiencing that, I'm experiencing this. Man, these are uh, real life experiences that we're facing. But we both know that through the gospel and through prayer, God is the one that heals us. God is the one that delivers us. God is the one that restores us. Mm -hmm. And through faith in his word, we've seen him move. We've seen him turn the situations around, and when it's turned around, that's what made you start shouting glory. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and some things is uh, we don't breathe on each other every day or every week. It might be 10, 15 days or a couple weeks, maybe mm -hmm. two weeks we don't hear from each other. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden I get a text message. Hey, bro, let's go do some coffee. And we pick the date out, and we make sure that we make it happen. If it can't happen, we don't trip, but we say, okay, we're going to make it happen. And then with me, I'm the opposite. I'm going to call him. Hey, bro, where you been, man? I ain't heard from you in a minute, man. I missed <laughs> that because of what you're depositing into my life, mm -hmm. and I need it. And, I mean, this is real. And then when we get together at the coffee shop, we sit there. It might not be for no hour. It might be for 15 to 20 minutes, but we make the most of the time that God is allowing us to spend together. And again, it's not like we're trying to make this yeah. happen. It's not like we're forcing it to make it happen. Because if you're forcing a relationship, how many of you know that the person can know you're trying to fake it to make it? <laughs> Amen. And, and, yeah. if, and, 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 and right now, with where we are as believers in the body of Christ, this is the wrong time to try to fake it to make it. God wants us to be genuine. He wants yeah. us to be pure. He wants our relationships to be pure. He wants us to realize that you got more in common than what you realize. And just because uh, someone is a different hue, it don't, you know, black, white, amen. God is unique. You know what I mean? If you, if you look around tonight, all of us are different color. Some of you are just a little lighter than the other one. <laughs> I guarantee you that. But thank God for, for making us in his image. He didn't make no mistake. And you won't find nothing in the scriptures where Jesus nor Paul ever talked about color. He talked about three entities. The non-believers. He talked about the church. And he talked about the Gentiles. Those are the three groups that he dealt with. The Jews, the Gentiles, and the church. Yeah. And Christ came to make them one. Are we in destroy, him, we in destroy him. the barriers that that divide people. I wanna the reason I wanted just to model something tonight is so often we don't need a complex sermon. We just need a picture. You you mm -hmm. say it a lot, a pattern. God mm -hmm. always leads in patterns, whether it's the building of the Ark of the Covenant. That's just a pattern of heaven mm -hmm. and et cetera. One of the things, and Art's right, and, and, you, and many of you know that we're in a season where we're showing how social, public social relationships can then go into personal and intimate relationships. And so you, while you can't force it, 
We have to be intentional, don't we? Yes. We have to be intentional. So I want you to see something, Southbrook. It is very important that Arthur and I prioritize our relationship. It's very important. Would you agree? I agree. Who is it in your life that is ethnically, socioeconomically, racially, of a, a, a sexual orientation even, different than you, that you need to prioritize that relationship? You need to prioritize that relationship so that constantly we can be an agent of breaking barriers down in our world. Are you agreement with me on that? Amen. Father, now as we, you, we practice the tradition that you are among us through the mm. bread and the juice, the communion symbols are that your body was broken, your blood was shed, life was given for life. And in that reality, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Everyone here is one in Christ. Mm. And I pray that we go out from here being lights to our world. That this week, we will be intentional in something that forms as a habit of being people who eliminate barriers, build bridges, because we have love in our hearts shed abroad through your spirit by the way of Christ. And, and I pray that happens in our schools. I pray that happens in our offices, in our neighborhoods, and in our city. Thank you for Arthur L. McGuire Sr. I thank you for his friendship to our church and his leadership. And in Jesus' name now, we want to thank him. Everybody, give Arthur a round of thanks here. Amen. We'll see you next week for part two. All right. Thank you, buddy. Love you, bro. Love you, brother. Love you, brother.